listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. Good morning, Bob Mumby. Good morning, Leslie. Mr. Mumby. Now we're going to... Trivia, which is something that we'll we'll have fun with. Yes, we will. Then I want to talk about something. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go with our trivia. You ready? Yes. All right. What is the only Major League Baseball team to never make it to the World Series? Um, it's out west. Um, not the Diamondbacks. Seattle mm-hmm. Mariners. Yep, correct. I have a weird thing about that. Why? About, I don't know. I just like to know who's not. I, I don't know why. I just... I'm always looking up who hasn't won this. Oh, okay. As long as drought. I gotcha. It's weird. All right. What is the French culinary term for a dish that has been covered with breadcrumbs and or grated cheese and browned? Au gras. Yes. Yay. All right. One of my favorite. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. Anything au gras. full of calories. That's right. That's right. A little cream in there. All right. The 2006 British-American family adventure drama Flicka. Featured what type of animal? Dolphin? No. Horse. That's what I thought. Horse. That's Horse. what I thought too. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's funny. A dazzle of flickers. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who proclaimed, I am the greatest after defeating Sonny Liston for the world heavyweight title? Um, Muhammad Ali. Cute. Very good. Yes. Good what job. What was his guys. name at the time? Cassius Clay. Clay. That's Very right. good. Good job, guys. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. What planet's moons are nearly all named after Shakespearean characters? Um, the funny one that makes you laugh. Jupiter. No, Uranus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, should I do this question with Bob Mumby? <laughs> so Six-year-old mentality. <laughs> yeah. Just let well, the old thing ring, rings around Uranus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And okay. that's where the Klingons, Klingons live. <laughs> oh, I what you were saying. See, I knew this would happen. <coughs> but I couldn't take it off the list. Um, what is the only state that... You know, do you know what an innuendo is? No. Italian suppository. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that allowed? It's too late now. I know, I know, I know. So I'm going to cover up your keyboard because this is a keyboard question. Okay. What is the only state that can be typed on one row of keys on a Q W E R T Y keyboard? The only state that can be typed on one row of keys. Mm-hmm. Um. Do we want to? Uh, well, we'll try this. I O. It has a lot of vowels in it. Okay. It has the same vowel three times and three consonants. Ohio. There's six, so it's six. Okay. Um. Hmm. Same vowel three times. Mm Mm-hmm. So we should be able to get this. You should. Um, Start at the beginning and do it alphabetically, and you'll mm -hmm. get it. How far down? <laughs> Almost right at the top. It's cold there. Alaska? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you okay. haven't heard Gary uh, Goldman do the uh, 
the bit about how they came up with the two-letter uh, abbreviations for the states. Oh, it's absolutely hilarious. Because <laughs> they say, okay, Alabama, A-L. Great, we're mm -hmm. going to be done before the breakfast buffet right, is still out. Right, Alaska. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Oklahoma. But it being... Uh, all right. Stratus, Sirius, and Cumulus are names for different types of what? Clouds. That's right. Okay, last but not least. What does the E stand for in the name of the restaurant chain Chuck E. Cheese? Hmm. I never knew it. It's legitimately It something? legitimately stands for something. I didn't know either. Wow. I know. Is it a male name? No, it's no. not. It's for it's what happens Chucky there. Entertainment. 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 Okay. Good job, you guys. Wow. We're, our brains are fired up now. We're ready to go. Very You guys did awesome. You did awesome. For Edgar, but <laughs> that would be a logical next thought. Um, okay. Well, I'm gonna. I don't even know where I would put this, so I'm gonna look for it later. Uh, we'll do a quick uh, little bit of news and a little bit of today in history. Today in history, I love that. Um, News, not so much. Mm -hmm. Most of the time now. Zebulon Pike, a few years after, um, in, this was, oh God, 1808, um, after um, the Lewis and Clark expedition, did an expedition west, and he spotted something in the distance he couldn't believe, and it's named after him. Pike's Peak. Yes. Sorry, are we still playing trivia? I think no. we might be. <laughs> it's all, um, okay. Um, oh, my God. 63 years ago on this date, Elvis um, made his movie debut in Love Me Tender. Aw, it's the downfall of his career. In uh, 1957, 62 years ago, Nikita Khrushchev challenges the United States to a missile shooting match. Speaking of six-year-olds, <laughs> um, and uh, how many years ago did Microsoft release the Xbox? I would say fifteen. Eighteen years ago. Ah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, we'll do some news, and then we will go to break. And then we will um, we'll get here. We'll do what we came here for, which I cannot wait for because it, everything intrigues me about um, what's going on up there. And in the news, did you folks know about the um, brain-eating amoeba? I've heard of it. The in have in oh. In Cecil County, there was one. Yeah. Um, gentleman is out of intensive care and recovering at home after doctors say he contracted dangerous bacteria from the Susquehanna River. Ryan Rapari is adjusting to life at home after 90 days in hospitals and two months in a rehab what? facility. I almost died. It's amazing that I make it. Just remember, tomorrow's not promised. Um, he went to Upper Chesapeake after um, something, he felt something go up his nose. Oh, God, this, is my, this is my worst nightmare. This is like it Twilight is. Zone. And it, like in my ear and ugh. And he went to Upper Chesapeake um, 
Where was diagnosed he him. when something went up his nose? Was he on he the river? He was jet skiing okay. on the... Um, it looks like uh, it, that looks like it's right across from mm -hmm. uh, Port Deposit. Yeah. Um, and he took a nasty spill, and he felt something off his nose, or water go off his nose, and um, it showed on the MRI. Um, it went up to the upper lobe of his brain, oh attacked God. his spinal cord, and left him paralyzed from the neck down. Oh my gosh! So he went to Upper Chesapeake, and he was there for a week. They diagnosed him with meningitis. And gave him into antibiotics, which didn't help. And then they finally decided to send tests to the CDC. One wonders why they didn't do it in the first hour. <laughs> Maybe we were to keep Harvard Memorial open. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, and, and they sent tests to the CDC and other hospitals. But, um, and then they finally came back and said, there's something eating his brain. So, oh my word. that is a picture of him with his family, um, a brain-eating amoeba. Mm -hmm. <sighs> wow. Yeah, that just... Oh. I would just, no. Why can't it be like a fat on your thigh eating amoeba? You know what I mean? Or belly fat eating amoeba. That yeah, really. gorges and then I gets out have, of your body. I think we have some tweets about that. <laughs> um, and... Did you hear about this teller? Yes. We won't mention the bank because picture. it could happen to anybody. And you figure this guy, do you know this story? No. It's a teller at a local bank. 19 years old. The 70 year old, 78 year old man? Yes. The teller was 19. Okay. And took out some cash withdrawals over the past week. This guy shows up at his house and starts beating him, asking where the money is. The guy's stepdaughter, who's 57, comes in to help. They're both hanging on him. He had a mask on. And um, they finally, his, his mask came off for a second, so they realized, you know, they said they could find him in the lineup, and they picked him, picked him out, and he said he was tired of working two jobs. My gosh. Okay, so what I don't even know what to say. I know. I don't even know what to say. And our friend Kathy Smith and Chesapeake. Uh, I love Chesapeake her. Therapeutic Riding. They have a permanent home now, forever Yay. home, for their great work. Very that they much, do. very well deserved. They worked very hard for that. And I'm thinking we have so much catching up to do. We'll go to a quick break. Okay. And then we will. Um, we'll get right started. Okay. That sounds like a great idea. When we come back, we'll be talking with Joanne Healy, Executive Director of the Susquehanna Museum at the Lock House, and Julie Runke, Chairman, Chairperson, or Chair of the Candlelight Tour and Board Member of the Lock House Museum. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers, all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. 
For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're so delighted today to have Joanne Healy, Executive Director of the Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse, and Julie Runke, Chair of the Candlelight Tour, and also a board member of the Lockhouse Museum. They are both in the studio with us today. Welcome, Joanne and Julie, and thank you for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. And, um... First of all, tell us how the two of you got here, how you ended up doing what you do, where you're from. Let's start. Who wants to Joanne go first? first? Well, my story okay. is shorter. Okay. <laughs> um, I have been the director now for about six months. Okay. So uh, I live in Cecil County. I live in Chesapeake City. and um, I, I love Chesapeake City. I uh, come to the museum by way of uh, nonprofit management. I actually have a background in plant science, but have worked in nonprofits for many years. So um, that is what brings me to Habit of Grace and, and the museum. So my history with them is, is very short. Well, we love having Joanne in the museum now. Um, she's brought a breath of fresh air and cleaning up our exhibits and bringing some new strategies and some new vision to the place. Um, a lot, lot of new energy, so we love having her there. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> and are you, um, you worked at APG, didn't you? I was, uh, I came down from New Jersey as part of the BRAC. Um, really? About 10 awesome. years ago. Um, I was working at APG. Um, I didn't know anybody, so I went to a pirate festival at the museum <laughs> and said, this is a fun group of people, and I got involved. And, uh, now I... Now you do candlelight. That's right, and the pirate fest. Don't you? I was going to say you really uh, jumped right in. Where in New Jersey? I forget. I mean, it was uh, Red Bank, Monmouth okay. County. So that is uh, my former stomping grounds. I'm a Bayonne, New Jersey boy. There you go. So um, tell us about the Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse and explain. <laughs> I, I just find canals and locks are just amazing mm -hmm. it's do they just perform an amazingly simple but brilliant uh function so tell us about the museum and about the lock tender's house uh where this where it's located etc so in the 1800s the early 1800s you didn't have roads i mean you had roads but they were rough and took a long time to get through and and you'd have mud and rocks and you know, like our like our access road. Yeah, that was that was challenging. <laughs> we don't um, have roads. <laughs> um, so you you basically it was easier to transport goods by water. Mm -hmm. So they made use of the rivers. And you had the Erie Canal, the the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal going from uh, Washington D.C. west, and we had the Susquehanna and Tidewater Canal, which take you up the bay, mm -hmm. um, uh, from the bay up into Central PA. Mm -hmm. um, it actually goes up to uh, Wrightsville, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. But at Wrightsville, there were a number of canals through uh, Pennsylvania that all led to Wrightsville. So mm -hmm. we could pull everything out of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And it was easier to bring stuff down the river than take the Pennsylvania Turnpike sure. to Philadelphia. Sure. Sure. So we brought. And much more beautiful. And much <laughs> that more was your job. And you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So we brought coal and we brought lumber and we brought farm goods. And at the same time, when they go back, they take all the you know, plates mm -hmm. and dishes and manufactured mm -hmm. goods. Um, one of the big things was um, fertilizer, because the farms needed fertilizer. So we oh. bring the lime and fertilizer back up. Yeah, and now they're giving it back to us. And, <laughs> it's, and it's killing our seed grasses. And, and feeding those, those uh, brain-eating... Yes, <laughs> yes, true. God, it's all full circle, guys. have nowhere to live because of that <laughs> damn phosphorus. Yep, yep. <laughs> so what the museum does is uh, we were the exit canal, the, the final final lock on the canal. Oh, wow. Uh, as you left the canal to go down to Baltimore, Philadelphia. And the lock tender lived there to work the lock. Mm -hmm. And also the toll collector was there to collect like, the tolls. The day, yeah. Collected the tolls mm -hmm. and then build the companies. Um and so that house is still there. It was built in 1840, and it's we show how he lived back then. Mm -hmm. It's a solid house. It is a solid brick. The it interior is. walls are brick. I mean, yeah, it's it's solid mm -hmm. and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's very very um, kind of an understated beauty down there at our end of the town. So he could would barges come at any time? So if he had a he had like just like a lighthouse keeper. If there was, a, he had to put the light on no matter what. Or he had to come. The barges would come down, and he would run out and open and close and operate the lock for them. And yeah. the okay. lock's kind of like an elevator, a water-based elevator. You open the gates, and the water comes in and raises the boat. Or you go on the other side and open the gates on the other side, and the water rushes out, and the boat lowers. Mm -hmm. And how how many locks, and what is the total elevation mm -hmm. that is? Uh, so canal, that is traversed from the from Wrightsville. It's 45 miles down the canal. Uh, there's 29 locks along the way, and that raises you 230 feet. Amazing. I always find just the engineering feat of that just amazing. No kidding. And they're all lined with um, port deposit granite, um, and just the amount of work that went mm -hmm. into it without machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing is that it was a very short-lived canal. It, it only was operating for about 50 years, so the amount of time and effort and right. engineering that went into this project that you know really wasn't sustainable, right. um, and when the railroads So I was going to say, was it the in, railroads mm -hmm. that... And a couple of a natural disaster or two mm -hmm. that um, did well, some there Well, there were some earthquakes around here back... Um, oh no, that I'm sorry, that was more in the Ohio. Yeah, we even um, wore the, the floods, yeah, when the, the Johnstown floods and those same rains took out some of the walls and locks, and it wasn't being very profitable by that point mm -hmm. with the railroads, so mm -hmm. they just had enough. Mm -hmm. So, what, was it a private operator? Um, it, if they were collecting tolls, it was, and, it was privately owned. Okay, interesting, and um. Was it operated, just counterweighted um, gates on on cranks? No. No, it was all manually done. Oh, wow. It had um, louvers that you had to turn to inside the gates that you turn turn a key, basically, um, big, and let water in and shut them to, and then you could actually open the gates themselves. So you were really controlling how much water came and went out wow. of each lock. That is like a scientific 
yeah. engineering feat. Mm -hmm. One of the best things about our museum is we have a working model inside. Oh, wow. Of the, our lock, or any lock, but it's specifically ours. And you can see how the little levers go and how the water's mm -hmm. um, coming in and raising or lowering. And we have little boats that we play with and little mules we play with. And That uh, is a, a favorite it, for the school groups. Uh-huh. Because mm -hmm. it's hard to understand that you're coming down the river and you close the gate, the water pressure's holding that gate, and then you turn those levers uh -huh. and the water will just come in the, the little doors. Right. Well, there's a door on the other side holding it closed. Right. It's a bathtub. It fills up. Wow. So the model really shows how that works. And, people and kids that. are totally fascinated by it, even though it's not anything they'll see in their lifetime. Exactly. You know? Right. But they will. Mm -hmm. Because what fascinates me is the fact that this concept of locks, you still have the Erie Canal, you still have the Panama Canal. Oh, that's Canal, true. And they work the same way. It's not manually driven. It's right. driven by right. computers. And the, instead of having levers in the door, you have pipes underneath that open and close mm -hmm. holes and, and raise okay. the water. But it's the same technology. Wow. And that's and what even, fascinates me. And even if you're going upriver, you're not going upstream. Like if you're going right, right, because there's it's no all, current, right. Or it's all man-made, manipulated, kind of, right, right. You don't want those pure mules having Physically to go against the, the stream. You want it nice and soft for them. They can just keep walking. Okay, um, amazing. And that's another thing when the kids come, mm -hmm. I like to tease them because you know if they're ten or eleven, it's like you would have been walking that mule. Oh wow! You would have been doing these. Uh, you know, having to empty the chamber pots, mm -hmm. <laughs> take care of the, the vegetable garden, mm -hmm. all the chores they would have had to do to live in that house. Mm -hmm. If you could walk, you worked, basically. My dad has shared that with me many times. <laughs> well, I heard um, one of the, uh, being, you know, how the young worked, um, one of our favorite tweets is someone saying, my grandfather and grandmother, he fought in the war. Came back, he and my grandmother both worked, raised seven kids, um, worked, uh, you know, 16 hours a day. Sometimes I don't answer my emails because I'm too tired. Right. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. All righty. So tell us, um, what are the hours of the museum? Um, how do folks um, uh, find out more about it? The website is thelockhousemuseum.org. And um, they can call 410-939-5780. Mm -hmm. um, when's it open? It's not open oh, every day, is it? No, we're, we're open seasonally. So, okay. So uh, we open again for tours in April, the first week, Saturday in April. And okay. uh, we're open until the end of October. Okay. But we will, you know, if somebody calls with a special group, mm -hmm. um, oh, happy to show them around and, and look around inside. And it'll also be open during the tour and boutique. The so candlelight tour, okay. Considered stop number one on the tour. Okay. You can go and check it out at that point. So, and the museum really isn't just about the lockhouse. It's really about Havre de Grace overall and <clears throat> incredibly rich history of Havre de Grace. Um, so that brings us to the candlelight tour, um, which has been... It's amazing. This is the 47th year. It's 
remarkable. It, it really is. Um, it's become a tradition. Uh, what is this year's tour? Uh, what is, when is it scheduled for? And tell us about the theme. So this year's tour is December 14th. It's the second Saturday of December. Um, it's 4 to 8 p.m. And this year's theme, we, we're calling it State of Celebration because the State Theater in downtown Habit of Grace is going to reopen. Bravo. And we that, cannot wait. It is going to be fantastic. They've been in there painting, and they left all the details of the ceiling oh, wow. and the walls, and they reupholstered the old seats. Oh, my word. And it's beautiful inside. So we're going to show that off. So the title's all about that. Um, and then besides that, we have 14 stops total. There's six houses, two of our inns, a couple of churches, the theater. Um, there's a number of museums involved, um, us, the Decoy Museum, the Stepping Stone Museums join oh. us, and they, they will be having the tea party there. Oh, the fun! Um, so, plenty to see. And what is the tour? What is the tour? So... What, uh, uh, we show up, um, and is it, uh, how many stops is it? Um, it's, is it... Uh, self-paced or do it you lead us around? So you, you, it is a self-paced tour. You come, you buy your ticket, we give you a button, we give you a brochure that describes all the stops and it has a map showing where okay. they all are and you go house to house, you know, stop to stop. As uh, They're kind of laid out so it makes it easy for you on mm -hmm. the map. Um, and this year there's, there's usually like one across the street from the other, or, or two by two. Right. Um, and as I said, there's 14 of them. There's all the the houses and the the inns um, and churches. Um, I'm really happy this year. We have six houses. They're all from the 1800s. Wow. They're all very small houses. Mm -hmm. I don't have the big show home this year, but we have some fascinating old old houses. That's that have exciting. Fascinating histories to them. And uh, two B and Bs. Vandeveer and the Courier House. Oh, nice. Um, Courier House was on the Underground Railroad, and she has some fascinating history as well. And the Vandeveer is always I love a that beautiful place. place. Yes, I love that place. And it's because uh, it, we've been to this, the houses are lit up beautifully, mm -hmm. and you can walk the whole way if you want to. You can walk the whole way if you want to, well, except for Stepping Stone. You can <laughs> drive up to Stepping Stone. Or, you know, you can go and park, see two or three, and drive up. A Depending on the up. coldness of the evening or the yeah. day. There, there are people who can mm -hmm. do the whole mm -hmm. thing, but it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's really not that bad. Um, you, you can do it. And the stores will be open. So, I'm going to go back. The, the, the houses are all lit with the luminaries okay. going up and the candles. Um Union Avenue, the whole way of Union Avenue will be lit with the luminaries this year. Nice. Um, we've actually partnered with the Masons, and they're helping us out with that. Great. Um, to give them a shout-out. Mm -hmm. And the stores downtown this year will also have luminaries. So as well as the city lighting, the uplighting of the trees that sure. the city has done, and the trees are all being lit up. So it's It'll everything be magical. is gorgeous. Yeah. 
And yes, the the stores do have deals. Um, Vincenti decoys. You, you we were Who talking is? about them earlier. Pat is a Harford County <coughs> luminary. Excuse me. She is a but luminary. A <laughs> yeah, she, she is. is. And she will have the the. You mentioned the carvers of the bedposts. They will be there carving. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, is Pat uh, Mr. Vincenti going to be there? He is normally there that night. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the decoy usually has a carver on site carving during the event too so that's a great opportunity to see something in, in process as and, well as the beautiful homes. and we may be able to get Jeannie out of her shell to say a few words uh, <laughs> I, I can't imagine how you're going to do that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great and um uh the, uh the restaurants great restaurants uh they're going to have specials um and the tickets are only um $22 in advance, $30 on a day of. Right. So, go really, on, you're crazy if you could buy it the day of. Mm -hmm. Buy it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Right. You can go to our web page, um, thelockhousemuseum.org, and that'll take you to Eventbrite to buy the tickets, or you can go to the Visitor Center downtown, mm. or the Decoy Museum, or our museum, um, the Lockhouse Museum. We all have tickets that you can just buy there. And it normally sells out. We do sell out. So, yeah, don't wait. You're like me, and you say, "I'll just show up." They're not going to turn me away. You have to, for safety reasons, and for really for everyone else's who did buy it ahead of time, right? Out of right, uh, courtesy to them, uh, you have yeah. to turn people away once you. <coughs> These are small houses, and it's people's homes, and they are so generous in opening their home to these people um so you want to make it a good experience for them as well as to the tour goers not have it overwhelmed with people not have damage so we just keep it at a reasonable level so that um everybody can enjoy it and it can be a good event so but it does sell out so i do recommend getting tickets early i can imagine why that's wonderful fantastic are tickets on sale now? Tickets are on okay. sale today. Okay. Okay, so um, uh, they're available on Eventbrite, or you could just go to... Uh, the Visitor Center, the Lockhouse Museum, or the Decoy Museum. Okay, great. Uh, so we have uh, Julie Runke here, uh, the chair of the Candlelight Tour and board member of the Lockhouse Museum, and Joanne Healy, the executive director of the Susquehanna Lockhouse Museum. We're talking about uh, the Candlelight Tour, which really is just... Are going to be amazing and um, go to the website uh, lock, the lockhousemuseum.org um, to um, to learn more about it. Um, now another great thing yeah. uh, the Shank Lecture Series um, and it looks like you have three so far on the calendar that uh, is the total it is mm -hmm. a series okay. of three okay and they're going to be all at the Havard Grace Opera House Another great venue, awesome venue, yeah, just fantastic. Oh, a lot of people talk about art venues in this county. We have some folks, especially in Havard, Grace, and Bel Air, that have done some great things. Um, the Opera House was just a, a model of planning, vision, and execution. It really is amazing. We've probably been up there fifteen to twenty times, and it's just so many great things. Um, so this is a free winter speaker series, um, 
And January 15th, we have uh, Harford County Historical Society Director Mariana Skaronsky for her talk on early horse racing in Maryland, featuring vintage home movies that include The Graw and historic scenes of old Haber de Grace. And as a bonus, refreshments will follow. That starts at 7 p.m. Yes. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, I think uh, Marianne Skaronsky's, uh, she's been doing this talk around a little bit, um, and she's, the Historical Society was the recipient of these old photos and, mm -hmm. and movies, and she got a grant and had them all converted. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's been showing them off. Good for her and good for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the Graw was actually the racetrack in the Sting. Ah. Do you remember when they were setting up Robert, Robert Shaw and they had the uh -huh. wire and had, had a like 30-second delay, so Ray Walston was in the back room. He knew the results. Your memory, Bob. Yeah, Your memory, I'm telling you. <laughs> I saw the movie probably three times. I could not even tell you. But right, it was the right. Grow. It was yeah. Hammer to Grace. Oh, that's neat. Actually filmed there? Or no, just, that that was okay. the track in okay. the script that oh, wow. they were that the race was being run at, and Robert Shaw was looking at the board, and that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And in um, Boardwalk Empire, I don't know if uh -huh. you watched that. It's I watched fantastic. a little bit of that. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. The Graw is involved in, in that too. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but the the other thing about the the Shank lecture, just a little historical. Mm -hmm reference to it. Uh, it is named after Mitchell Shank, who was uh, a, it's a big Habit of Grace name, and he was one of the founders of the museum. Okay. So this is this talk has been around for about 15 years. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, what a great legacy to leave. And the one in February is Jacqueline Simmons, Hedberg, or Edberg. <laughs> right. Is it Hedberg or Edberg? I think it's Hedberg. Okay. Author of Slaves, Plantations, and Freedom on Maryland's Eastern Shore. <clears throat> Tells the story of six African Americans, both free and enslaved, that were vital to the economy of the Eastern Shore of Maryland and their stories of courage, cruelty, and hope. That's 7 p.m. on February 12th. And um, that's amazing. We have, so, we have so many great stories in this area of uh, not only of the cruelty, especially. Actually, the home where Donald Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld lives is called... Um, yeah, he lives down in uh, not, St. Michael's. Um, heart, heartbreak? N um, um, no. I'll Google it. It's... Um, I know I know exactly where, ah, where it is. You guys are both like... Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> it's not heartbreak. It's... what it, Poverty... It's, so, no. Uh, it was where... Uh, it was a plantation where the most recalcitrant slaves were sent to be broken. Oh. Um, not heartbreak. Agony. Something about mm. that. Actually, Frederick Douglass was, was sent there when he was a slave, and they couldn't break him there Mount either. Misery. Oh. Mount Misery. Mount Misery. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Heartbreak killed mm -hmm. us. Well, that's moving. close. And it's for sale. Ah, it's right go. down in... Um, 2.45 million if you've got that in your back pocket. If, if you go through St. Michael's, out towards Tillman Island, it's right at the elbow there. Bad karma. Yeah, right? bad. Cheney has a house down there as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or had. He sold it for 2.1 million. 
Cheney? about a good site. Yeah. Yes, you are. Dick Cheney sells Maryland waterfront home at a loss for $2.1 million. Well, Frederick Douglass went there, and they they couldn't get it done with him. Um, that's his famous line. He said, uh, you never know what's on the bottom of the pot unless you stir it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! That is true. And a good analogy for so many things. <laughs> Um, so that's Jacqueline Simmons Hedberg, and I'm right. sure she'll be talking about, um... Yeah, she grew up, um, I believe it was Hooper's Island, so she okay. was, uh, you know, basing it all on her regional history there. And she's also going to bring her book and have a book signing there. Oh, nice. So you'll be able to buy it. And in March 4th, historic food blogger Cara Marie Harris... Which is interesting because... This one is very interesting It's fascinating. To me. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited about yeah. this one. So she collects vintage cookbooks and recipes and kind of brings them back to life. She, uh, well, she tries to recreate the recipe itself, brings them up to date, mm -hmm. um, and then kind of talks about where they came from and the story behind them. And uh, she will be... Well, the fun thing about this one is... This talk is that our refreshments will feature some of the vintage dessert nice. recipes what that a great she idea. has um, in, recreated. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple of bakers already lined up who, oh my who want to help. help so, with that. The, so they have to do it the way it was done. Like, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like some some of the some of the things don't exist, or you can't find them. That's what I was going to yes. ask you. So what she, is what are some of the challenges that she has? Like uh, just I, I think ingredients. It's probably ingredients mm -hmm. and and probably measurements. Yep. Trying to get that right, but um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm hoping that we have you know Maryland potato pie and you know, oh, some yeah. other. Potatoes and pies, yes. one of, two of my favorite things. Don't you love those old recipes? We'll throw in a handful of this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, yeah. A dash of that. We'll my grandmother and great-grandmother cooked that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think mm -hmm. that's where she's kind of firming up what what a handful would be and what mm -hmm. a pinch is and a dash. And wow. So that's fun. So, yes, yeah, so that it, um, is our winter series from January through March. Uh, all brought to you by Stevens and Stevens Clocks, too. They are our supporters. Okay, of this great. This lecture series. Okay, and folks can, um, how do they find out more about that? Can they? Um, well, they can go to our website for more information, www.thelockhousemuseum.org. Um, but to sign up for the lecture, really need to go to the Opera House website, which is uh, hdgoperahouse.org. Uh, just to reserve a seat, so mm -hmm. we have a good count of how many people are going to be attending. Um, this is great. Thank you again, um, uh, Susquehanna Lockhouse. It's actually a Susquehanna Museum at the Lockhouse, and we have Julie Runke, the chair of the Candlelight Tour and a board member, and Joanna Heal, uh, Joanne Healy, the the new executive director. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Joanne. And um, we'll do, um, if you ladies will stay, we'll have a little bit of fun after the break. Not that we haven't been having fun. I was going to say, the whole now. thing's fun. Now the we're more fun. fun. Yes. Um, so we'll do a quick break then. All right. And when we come back, we'll cover some great events coming up at the library. Mm -hmm. 
The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. Let's talk about the library. I'd what do you got love going to on? talk about the library. I'm going to the library right after this. What are I you have, going to do with the library? I have five I music books. I've got to warn books. the folks. I have five music bo- books um, on um, guitar music that okay. I've gone online and I've reserved them. And the library has consolidated them all. And they're in a, one stack with a rubber band around them with my name and on them at the Bel Air Library. <sighs> Gotta love it. What you more do. can you ask for? You do. I wish grocery stores would do that <laughs> and all the other things we have to do. I'm going to play uh, Pockel Bell's Cannon on guitar this this holiday. And so you're practicing? Yes. Look at you getting started early. Well, you haven't heard me play guitar. <laughs> I have not. It's not early. Not early enough. You'll have to make a little YouTube video and put it up on your uh, Facebook page so we well, can okay. all... And I'll, Share in the joy. And I'll overdub Segovia. There you go. Uh, onto, onto it. Okay, what do we got? We have a lot of things coming on, going on at the library. I just want to do a shout-out to everyone who came to the One Maryland One Book um, author tour presentation that we had on Tuesday um, in our newly renovated Abingdon Library, which is beautiful if you haven't been there yet. Um, we had over 300 people there, well over 300, which is the largest crowd we've ever been able to accommodate um, in that library, so the future looks bright for some great author big events there. So thanks everyone for coming. Um, Dr. Mona Atisha, Hannah Atisha was the um, author who came, and she was the pediatrician who really uncovered um, the Flint, Michigan water crisis, Mm -hmm. because she was seeing all of these um, illnesses that the children were having. Um, She dug deep, she kept fighting. Um, and finally brought it all to light. So um, it was a wonderful event, and she was so engaging, so um, committed to helping her community. Um, and now we're seeing these crises pop up a lot around the country um, with schools that um, kids have to drink out of bottled water and churches and other public areas. So that was a wonderful event. Um, and uh, something really fun that's coming up is Marvelous Metals, which is tomorrow, Saturday, November 16th, at our Jarrettsville Library. Um, we actually have a chemist, Dr. Rose Pesci Rodriguez, from the Army Research Laboratory and the American Chemical Society. And she's going to do some hands-on experiments that explore the properties and uses of metals. Um, this is for grades 3 through 6. 
and um, registration is required. And if you can go to hcplonline.org and go to our calendar, you can find that if you search by date. That's going to be really awesome for kids. Um, and if, if, if you are available to come tomorrow, it's from 11 a.m. to noon. So we're doing a lot of STEM things. We just wrapped up Maryland STEM Week um, on Monday. And um, that this is some of the spillover from that. But we do STEM things all the time. Um, and then this is a really interesting event that's happening on Sunday, November 7th at our Abingdon Library from 2 to 4 p.m. It's tech time for adults. Um, and we're actually going to have a tech sandbox. So um, this is Virtual Reality, Sphero, Google Expeditions, and Osmo. Um, we're going to help adults, adults learn how to play and learn about some of the technology that's available in our library every day. Bob did uh, Virtual Reality last year at the gala. And this year. You did it this year, too? Yes, I and I had it. Sean Cross do it. Okay, good. And... Um, Patrice Ricardi. Okay, okay. Cindy said no, thank you. No, because last year I she know. fell when she, she jumped off the building. She did. <laughs> <laughs> what is that woman's name? She does the... Uh, Jackie Cassidy? Uh, is she the one that operates yeah. it? Okay. Well, Annette Haskins is our... She's in our innovation lab all the time, and I'm, I didn't get back there, um, so I'm not sure who was doing that, but oh, it was the one at the front door. It's probably Jackie. Okay. Fantastic lady. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just go to hcplonline.org. Um, we have a lot of great things coming up. We have um, a uh, really interesting event, speaking of water. Um, it's called the Gunpowder River, the river we drink and the challenges facing it. And um, the Gunpowder River Keeper, whose name is Tho, T-H-E-A-U-X. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Le Gadour um, is going to be making a presentation at our Joppa Library from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday, November 20th, and he's going to explain the river's history and the importance to the whole entire Baltimore metro area, so that should be a really exciting event. Unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable. Never a dull moment at HCPL. And that gala was so well executed. It was really oh, fantastic. Oh, thank you. We have just... Still getting wonderful comments everywhere we go. People really had a good time, and I think the open space made it just even more delightful. Cindy, uh, well, you had, somebody got a great picture, I, not great because I'm in it, but of, of me and Terry Troy dancing and posted it. I have seen it. that picture, uh, yes. So whoever is photographing did a great job with the candidates. Topher is our photographer, and he is wonderful, so... Big shout out to Avon Love Studios. Great, great, great mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, in the uh, thing about Bob's, we have something very interesting. I hope. <laughs> I know, but I'm I on the edge of my hope seat. you I agree. Know that. There's seven phrases that we think we know what they mean. Oh gosh. But they're the opposite. Um, blood is thicker than water. What do you think that? It, it the original phrase actually means the opposite oh okay blood is thicker than water is my family is more important than anything uh the the full saying is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb oh wow so, it so is when the you opposite. make an agreement with someone whether they're family or not mm -hmm. right wow. wow 
What does your Italian wife think about that? Um, Her family. Uh, they're just yelling and eating seafood <laughs> on Christmas Eve. That's all I remember. <laughs> You're just along for the ride. Omerta is the uh, that thing, the, uh, okay. the blood oath. Okay. Um, curiosity killed the cat. You would think this is a fairly, fairly restrictive right. admonition to not explore things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, fra the phrase is, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Oh. So you see how selective people yes. can be? Oh, I see it every day. <laughs> Dennis Miller does a thing about um, movie reviews uh -huh. when they do the dot, dot, dot and yes. do a condensed review. He goes, I'm not buying that because there's one movie, it was so bad, and a review said, quote, um, a real gas, a dot, 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 a real gas. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. And Dennis okay. Miller, I looked it up, what the person said, said, whoever made this movie should be sent to a real gas chamber. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's what they meant <laughs> to say. And they just took a real gas. Oh, my gosh. A jack of all trades is a master of none. The original okay. saying? Okay. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. <laughs> that is so true. Great minds think alike. Yeah. The saying is... Um, um, great minds think alike, small minds rarely differ. Wow. How did all, how did the best part get cut off of these uh, through well, the years? Just watch any news report on <laughs> any side of the aisle. <laughs> True that. You could say, are they talking about the same event? <laughs> uh, my country right or wrong. Okay. Yeah. Pretty crappy thing. When you think about it. True. Mm -hmm. um, um, the original says, my country, right or wrong, if right to be kept right, and if wrong to be set right. Oh, see, it totally changes the whole, this is one of my favorite things we've done, Bob. And starve a cold, fever, fever. Mm -hmm. The original saying is, <laughs> if you starve a cold, you'll have to feed a fever. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Word. Wow. <laughs> I hope you have more of those for future shows. I like that. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we do. They're fun. But we'll do a quick um, horror movie survival guide. Okay. Um, if you're searching for something which caused a noise and find out it's just the cat, leave the room immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the cat. If appliances start operating themselves, move out. Do not take anything from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fool with recombinant DNA technology unless you sure know you know how you know what you're doing. <laughs> if all of your companions suddenly begin to exhibit uncharacteristic behavior, such as hissing, fascination for blood, glowing eyes, or increasing hair, yeah. hairiness, and so on, get away from them as fast as possible. And if you're a woman, if you're going to search the basement, do it in your most ex exposing negligee. There you go. <laughs> That's always my favorite. Um, and a few tweets. Uh, one from our friend. She had a baby. Did she? Uh, and she said, when I was four months pregnant, and I swear this happened, I asked a man if I could have a seat on the train and I felt really sick as I was pregnant. 
he said, well, you want equality, you can, you can stand. I threw up on him, <laughs> his newspaper, his laptop bag, and his open briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Jerk. Jerk. Yes. And then Jeff Wysowski says, you know, a fun way to prank Jesus would be to invite him snorkeling. He'd be stuck on top of the water while you're under having all the fun. Oh, my word. <laughs> Everyone says, don't judge a book by its cover. People who make book covers for a living. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <coughs> a little library humor That's there. Right. Well, well, we have another one. Librarian, can I check you out? Me. Sure. Spins around. Librarian, I meant your book. Me. Oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> Let um, me tell you, the librarians who work the front line at our libraries and every library in this country have stories, mm -hmm. you know, good stories, horror stories. You know, when you deal with the public like that on a constant, constant um, basis, you really, you really take special personality. So thank you to all you do. Oh, yeah, they, they really, it's, it's amazing. Cause it is. People have a great way of making their problem yours. Yeah. And that we hear these stories and we go, did that really happen? And they're like, it really happened. And they're still smiling that I got to go to the next customer and give them exceptional service. So um, thank you to all of our librarians out there on the front line. Amen. And um, Bob's coming to Bel Air. I'm coming to Bel Air. <laughs> and I'm leaving with five books. And I'm not paying an overdue fee for the book I'm currently reading. Because I went online and extended ah, it. Good job. Bob is a great user of the library. I love the story of the musical instrument with your daughter. Can you tell that? Yeah, my daughter came in last holidays from Florida, and she's a musician, um, among other things, and we play a lot of music together. My wife plays the uke, I play the guitar and the piano, Grace plays the uh, fiddle. And she came in, and I said, did you bring the fiddle? She said, no, I just, I just you know, so I called the library i said do you have fiddles they go yes so <laughs> of course we do half hour later we had a fiddle and the band was back in business that's right <laughs> um really it's great stuff and i i still love it in the library you go there and i go there to work sometimes or between meetings if i have a few meetings in town and the car, little cars that say don't put the stuff you're using back on the shelf um not because we don't trust where you're going to put it. Right. Well, what? I just realized that's probably why they do it. <laughs> so what is no, the reason? No, no. The reason is, uh, the, uh, is that they want to know what people are using. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just realized. No, no, it's not. It's, we do want to know what people are using and how they're using it. And, you know, it's, it's a good insight into what's going on in your library. So. And if you drive past horses and don't say, oh, horses. You're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we have one minute left. Oh, uh, two minutes. Well, we have as long as it's going to take me to tell the story. That's right. Um, I won't give names yet, but uh, there's something really beautiful brewing that I've um, uh, got a call from an attorney. You know who he is. He's a great, great guy. He does great work. And he said, you need to go up and... Talk to this gentleman, gentleman 78 years old, and he was um, 
for the Whiteford family. And uh, he married into it, and he and his wife in, I'm going to say, 68 or 69, met at the Berkeley School of Music okay. in uh, Boston. Mm -hmm. That was Cynthia Whiteford, Whiteford family, Whiteford packing. They had 4,000 mm -hmm. acres, have sold or given a lot of it away. They fall in love. They taught at the New England Conservatory of Music, Conservatory of Music, and finally moved down here because he was going to help her father run Whiteford Packing. Mm -hmm. Two musical geniuses. Well, he's 78 now. His, he and his wife wrote several uh, songs and uh, even a musical that was produced uh, in the 70s. And they started working on another musical. Uh, over 10 years, they com completed it uh, based on Anne of Green Gables okay. <clears throat> called Memoirs of Anne. And uh, his wife uh, was diagnosed four years ago with pancreatic cancer in 13 months. Um, but they, they performed, recorded... The musical his wife Cynthia who was a <coughs> photographic memory mm -hmm. doing the musical and all the characters oh with word. nothing in front of her two hours and 15 oh minutes Peter playing all the music beautiful classical and ragtime and swing and jazz amazing production numbers they had their daughter um, and some friends record a, a lot of the songs in Nashville and among the other things um, I w I'm going to be helping him with is what they do with all his property because sure. they, uh, uh, they want to make it a destination as far as for entertainment and performance okay. and um, et cetera. But he wants to produce the play. So, and um, uh, I said, well, let's do it. I mean, it's easy to do. We're going to either at the Opera House right. or the State Theater. Right. Get somebody like menu. Chuck Bowden, who's uh, been a brilliant stager of musicals for Harford County Public Schools. Mm -hmm. Chuck's a great guy. I was on the Cultural Arts Board with him. It's going to be easy to do, and then it'll, look like it'll get picked up, because mm -hmm. this thing is Les Miserables quality. Oh and his gosh. wife, she had no hair left. She just had the um, what do you scarf. Call scarf on her head. Mm -hmm. And... She Peter played uh, the other night. We went up there, and he played a lot of the stuff um, on the piano. And it's a beautiful musical. So we're gonna That's we're exciting. gonna do it. It's really beautiful. That and is exciting. Memoirs of Anne. And you have to keep us posted on that. Oh yeah. yeah. That is so exciting. And we have someone who could do a basic rudimentary dance, be a rudimentary dance captain. Peter will do the orchestrations. Mm -hmm. It's only going to be eight to eight or nine or ten instruments so wow and it'll be on broadway in three years and you can i say. almost guarantee it mm -hmm. that's so exciting and how exciting for the family yes to uh, memorialize their mom that way yeah. you know wow and peter has a fiance really the woman he grew up with uh-huh started dating in eighth grade all through college, they went to different schools, mm -hmm. and 
they were planning to get married and she decided he was a little possessive and okay she said we should we should uh she should we should cool it and he said um so you're saying you don't want me to call you she said yes he goes okay and she said as soon as she said yes she realized it was a mistake but he went on uh and then he met cynthia Mm -hmm. they fell in love as the loves of each other's lives right right but he never forgot about barbara Uh uh-huh um so 60 three years later two years after cynthia passed he called barbara he goes you know who this is oh my gosh where was she she was in florida okay she had moved down there got married her husband passed in 07 oh my goodness so now she lives here? She lives here up in this beautiful Victorian house on oh the on the gosh. property. Oh my gosh. That's a great story too. That could be a musical. Well, the the story of yes. Cynthia performing this, yeah. you know, she had 3 months to live. Oh my gosh. She fainted after it cuz she just did this cuz there was training. there was no way to preserve this because right. he wrote the music, she uh-huh. wrote the lyrics, she uh-huh. wrote the libretto mm-hmm. and the story. So it was the only way to get it on record. Right. What a wonderful thing. So, stay tuned. I am staying tuned. That sounds like something right up my alley. And okay. I think that is all the time we have It today. is. Thank you. Go to the lockhousemuseum.org um, uh, or, uh, for just amazing things that they're going on up there and their candlelight tour and their Shank uh, lecture series. And, 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 That's right. so much going on. And you're listening to WAMD 970 Aberdeen. I am. Thanks, guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you. Thank you.